Welcome to the Holistic Mindset Podcast, a space dedicated to inspiring and empowering women in their personal and entrepreneurial journeys. I'm your host, Karen Taylor, a holistic life and mindset coach here on a mission to help you magnetize your manifestations and generate soulful success as an ambitious woman. This podcast is your go-to resource providing you with insightful conversations and actionable strategies that will unlock your potential, ignite your passion, empower you to fully embrace yourself and expand your mindset to new heights. Prepare to be motivated, inspired and empowered as we dive deep into the mindset, energetics and strategies needed to create your version of success. So, Let's get right into it. Welcome, welcome to a guest episode this week. I am very excited to be sharing this conversation between me and this guest who was actually my very first ever coach. She was my business mentor. She also really supported me around my mindset and the very, very beginning stages of my business journey. And now her and I have become good friends and I was really excited to have her come on here and just share more about herself, her journey as well, and really share with us too some valuable insights into what has really created her to have so much success within her business in such a short period of time and at such a young age as well. We also chatted about uh, a lot of feminine and masculine energies. We chatted about what life really looks like for her while she was traveling while running her business and just some really fun, um, valuable tips in here for you guys as well too. So I am so excited to announce to you this week's guest, Emily Jane Saroff. And welcome to the Holistic Mindset Podcast. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here. I love you so much, obviously, because of our relationship we've had across this year. And so I'm so excited to um, have a proper conversation with you and your community today. And thank you so much. And yeah, those that are listening, M was my very first business coach. I have a lot to thank for this woman who has really helped me bloom my business, bloom this new journey of mine. So yeah, I'm so excited to finally have her on here and get uh, pick her brain a little bit for you guys as well and get her to really share her story that, you know, really drew me in originally because we had shared very similar stories. Um, but to get started, I'd love for you to share what that story is. Take us back to before you started your business and give us a rundown of what that journey has looked like up to now. Yeah, it's crazy to think that I'm actually coming up to three years of being in business now. So come December 22nd, it'll be three years of self-employment, which is just crazy because it's flown by in a blink of an eye. But um, yeah, just over three years ago, I was actually studying my master's in architecture and I was also working a corporate job in the industry. I was 22 years old at the time and I just remember feeling so miserable with where I was in life. Now, I had graduated high school and I had had this path that was clearly carved out for me. You know, I knew I was going to go straight into uni. I was going to work towards getting my master's degree. I was going to secure a job in the architecture industry and then climb the corporate ladder. 
and I was well on my way to having achieved all of that. I had actually graduated my bachelor's and had just started my master's degree. So I was six months into that where it hit me um, that I felt like I was just on a path that I actually didn't want to be on. And even though it was the only path I had known essentially my whole life, I just had this deep sense of knowing that I wanted something different for myself, but I didn't fully know what that was at the time. Now, I had started my podcast, which is the Empower With Them podcast, um, earlier that year. And that was really because I was starting to dive deep into the personal development space and was taking myself through um, a personal development journey at that time. So I figured, why not document the journey, share, you know, the highs and lows of my own personal growth with a community of people who are wanting to do the same thing as well. And so the more that I started to lean into the podcast, the more I started to lean out of that, you know, architecture path that I had been on for so long. And so I reached that point where middle of the year, I was just feeling so miserable. I had six months to go on my master's degree and I was already working in the industry, but I just wanted to remove myself from it sooner than later. And um, honestly, emotionally, I don't think I could have stayed in that space much longer. It was really a breaking point for me at that point in time. And so I decided to remove myself from my degree and put a plan in place to also remove myself from my nine to five job. I didn't know exactly what that was going to mean for me or look like, but I lent into it anyway, because I just had this deep sense of knowing that I was meant for something else. And so 22 years old, just dropped out of my master's, just handed in my letter of resignation um, to my corporate job and decided to go all in on building a business around my podcast. So it was uh, December the 22nd where I actually walked away from my corporate job forever. I went all in on self-employment. I had zero dollars to my name, but I was so determined to make it work. And just eight months later, I became a six-figure business owner, um, which then prompted me to transition from the mindset coaching space into the business coaching space because um, my audience then started to come to me asking me, how did I do this and how can I help them do that for themselves as well. So that brings us to today where three years later, um, still on this journey uh, in the business space and continuing to help other entrepreneurs really um, transform the path that they're on and build a business that's truly in alignment with what they desire for themselves. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, I really related to that originally when I reached out to us. I was like, oh, she was also on this path towards like academia because I was doing my master's too. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like that rat race sort of feeling. And I, yeah, very much resonated with that story when I first had met you. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. I'm curious. No, when it came to those eight months of building up to six figures within your business, give us a run through of what did that eight months look like? Yeah, it's really crazy actually because at the moment I've been reflecting a lot on that um, because obviously, you know, as you know yourself, a lot of the people I work with are really wanting to make that same transition from their nine to five space. And I actually vlogged <laughs> the whole journey across um, like the 90 days of me dropping out of my degree to leaving my corporate job. I actually vlogged that process and I was just going through those videos recently and um, getting them kind of like ready to release on social media. So um, it's crazy how I've been reflecting a lot on this topic already. But when with that period, I guess in the lead up to going all in on my business, 
what that largely involved was framing my mindset, right? And really making sure that I was getting an unshakable mindset in place because I knew if I was going to step away from this path that I had known my whole life and try something completely new, I had to have self-belief that I was going to be able to succeed and I had to back myself, you know, and trust that what my intuition was guiding me towards is where I'm meant to be going. So that was like really what was the foreplay, I guess, was making sure that I was really aligning my mindset, ready to make that shift. And then once I made that shift, so as I said, when I left my nine to five job for the last time ever, I had zero dollars to my name. And that was literally because two weeks before I was stepping away from my job forever, I came across my very first coach. Now I had saved up $10,000 as a bit of a security blanket for myself um, for when I was going to be, you know, going all in on my business. And I came across a coach that had all of the answers, had all the resources that I knew I needed in order to see the growth that I wanted to see. So I made the bold decision to actually invest my entire savings into that person in order to um, set me up for the success that I really wanted to be seeing. So the reason I believe I was able to hit six figures in just eight months came down to a couple of things. One of those things was obviously the self-belief and the framing of my mindset, which I spoke about before. The other was making that investment to actually get the resources because that actually saved me the time and energy of having to figure it all out myself. But the third thing was my drive to not go back to my nine to five job. I was so determined to make my business work. And for me, the six figure mark was what I had set as that benchmark. I was like, if I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to be in this and I'm going to show my family, my friends, like everyone who, you know, is watching me make this shift. If I'm going to even myself, right. If I'm going to show myself that this is the thing that I'm meant to be doing, then I want to reach that checkpoint. And so I kept on reminding myself day in, day out, this is what I'm working towards and this is why I'm working towards it. I'm going to do everything in my power in order to make that happen, which meant needing to build my discipline, needing to make some sacrifices short term and also just being willing to take messy and bold action, you know. Um, so there was a really a lot that did go into that journey to getting to that point within eight months but they were some of the core things so I don't know if there's anything there you want to dive deeper into or not but I'm willing to do so (laughs) all of it no I love that and I love that you were saying like at the beginning it was like really just aligning your mindset first because entrepreneurship and after being in it now for a year it's it's full on you got to really resilient you got to really be able to hold yourself to your standard and also like that detachment piece as well from, you know, growing your business and trying to bring that up. So mindset, yeah, such a huge, huge, huge part, which is, yeah, why I love teaching around that and helping other entrepreneurs with that. Um, I'm curious now, like going back to what you were first saying around using all of your savings for your very first coach, I think I already know the answer, but what was your initial mindset around, you know, letting go all of your savings to give to a coach? So yeah. that, what did that battle look like? Yeah, it was scary. And to be honest, I actually also didn't tell my uh, family how much I had invested because I didn't want their fears then projected onto me, their doubts projected onto me. It was a scary thing to do, especially because I was never good with money. I was never good with money and uh, I never had savings to my name. So it was a big thing for me to have saved up that amount of money um, and then have to hand that off to some random man on the internet that, you know, I've never actually met before. And I'm just 
putting my my trust into. But uh, like I said, like I knew where I wanted to be and I knew what I wanted to be doing. And the reality was I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get there in the speed I wanted to if I was doing it all on my own because it would take a lot more um, effort, sacrifice and time to figure it out on my own. Yes, it would be totally possible to figure it out on my own, but it would just take longer and more effort than what I wanted it to take. So I just kept on reminding myself of that rather than focusing on the fears and the risks. I focused on the opportunities and uh, the reasons why I was making that investment. And I knew that there was a lot of opportunity that was going to come from it, you know, getting the resources, getting the strategy, but also being in proximity to other entrepreneurs who are doing what I was doing, right? That is like such a powerful resource that comes from making investments is those, that networking opportunity, the connections, the friendships you can make, but also just being in proximity with people who have already walked the path that you're wanting to now walk yourself. Mm, Absolutely. Absolutely. And even just like following on from that, like even when I came to you initially and invested into you, like I was very beginning of my business journey, hadn't made a sale again, used all of my savings. And then I borrowed money from family, went into debt that way and paid 12,000 in full somehow, right? Like I think (laughs) as well, when you're getting started in your journey, even though it's hard to, you know, find the money when you are about to start up, it's a matter of just being super resourceful and figure out how bad do I actually want this? Am I treating this actually seriously? And just knowing that you're also like worth the investment. So I think that was my mindset too, was like, you know what, this is $12,000, but this is towards my life. This is towards my business for the rest of my life. Like this, I am worth this amount of money. So it was a lot easier to let go of it when I was framing it that way. Oh, completely. It's an investment into yourself. It's not like you're just buying a jacket and, you know, not getting any any uh, financial return even from that jacket. I think the really powerful thing about investing in mentorship, particularly when you're in business, is that often the return on investment is monetary, right? Um, but even beyond that, there's more than just the monetary return that comes because, you know, let's say, for example, you made X amount of dollars while we were working together. But then after we finish working together, you've still got those skills. You've still got that knowledge that you gained through the, you know, four to six months that we were together. Then now that is going to continue to give you a return for the rest of your career as well. So it's kind of like these sorts of investments, it's not just a one-time investment. You get a one-time return. You invest one time and then you continue to see that return across the lifespan of your business. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm curious to know, I know you were saying before, like obviously mindset, proximity, and just, yeah, really trusting yourself were some of the main factors that you get to six figures. I'm curious, like that month when you first hit like your 10K months for the first time, what did that month look like? Yeah. Okay. It's a uh, really funny actually, because I didn't hit a 10K month for the first time. I hit a 15K month for the first time when I was uh, working towards my first 10K month. And I remember it was in, I think it was in May of uh, like the first year of my business. So it was probably like the fifth month of business or the fourth month, one of the two. Um, and I remember I had set a goal for myself and I said, when I hit my first 10K in business, I'm going to buy myself my dream pair of Jordans. That was something that I just always wanted. And so I was like, okay, well, if I'm working towards this goal in my business, let's put a bit of an incentive there. Let's put something there that I could feel like I'll really celebrate when I get to that milestone. Um, So yeah, I had made the jump from, I think it was like a 6K month or a 7K month to a 15K month. 
So that was tech- technically my first um, five-figure month in business. And I just remember feeling so overjoyed, not about the money that I made, but about like what that meant, right? Like that meant that I had built a rep- reputation in the industry within a such short amount of time that people were willing to invest in me and invest in full in me and refer people to me. Like that said a lot about all the hard work that I had put in in those first few months of business and the results that it was actually starting to deliver. Um, And then that also started to really expand my mindset around, okay, well, if I can create this, what else can I create, right? Um, So I think that answers your question, but let me know if it didn't. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm wondering like when it came to, yeah, building up those six figures, making that jump between six to 15K months, which is incredible. How is your relationship with work-life balance and the the hustle? Tell me like, what did that kind of journey look like for you around, yeah, the hustling and balancing? That first year of business, honestly, was a lesson for me when it came to work-life balance because I had none. I had none. I was like deep in the hustle culture. And so I made my first six figures in that year from a place that just felt so bad because I had sacrificed so much of my values in pursuit of like reach, like the hustle, right? And I think it's because the people I was surrounded by and the containers that I was in, and this is why choosing your mentors wisely is so important. The mentorship container that I was in was so driven by that masculine energy, that hustle culture, and that pushed me down a path that didn't feel good to me. So when I actually hit my first six figures in business, I felt so unfulfilled. I was so unhappy. I was burnt out. And I was like, why do I feel this way when this is what I had always wanted for myself, right? So that first experience was such a big learning curve for me. And I realized I had to go through that in order to actually discover how I do want to build my business and how I want to coach other people and how to run their businesses as well. And that's what then led me to create a business program that was so focused on building through alignment rather than hustle, because I learned the hard way. And I realized that, okay, you can push and push and push to make the money, but if you're not going to feel good when you get to that destination, nothing's going to magically change. You really need to create um, the way you want to feel in the journey journey to getting there. So my second year of business was then about recreating $100,000, but through a way that actually felt aligned for me and felt good to me. So that first year was a massive learning experience. I learned so much about how I don't want to succeed in business and how I don't want to run my business that that then guided me in my second year to actually discover how I do want to build my business and how I want to teach my students how to build their business now. So now here in my third year of business, I really do feel like I'm fully embodying that alignment factor and, um, you know, building a business that feels good and also looks the way from a lifestyle perspective of how I really want to be um, running my business long-term. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I had a memory just kind of flash into my head back when I was working with you and I broke down in tears in front of the group call because I was just, I was like stuck in that hustle and I was grinding and doing my nursing shifts and pushing and I was crying. I'm like, I just feel so overwhelmed. And you were like, have you done anything for yourself recently? Yeah. Have you taken a day off? Have you gone into like fun? I was like, yeah, I've been to gym. And you're like, that's not fun. Go to something fun for yourself, girlfriend. And I was like, no. Oh. 
And then that was like the step for me to be like, okay, I actually need a, this is not good to fall into this pattern of like getting so overwhelmed, breaking down to have more of that like lifestyle and that balance. Because as you said, like, I I feel, I I do come across a lot of people who are like, yeah, cool. I just want to like, want to make a lot of money. I want to support my family. I want to be able to travel. And all those things are great, but you're not going to grow your business from a place that feels good. If you're only focusing on like, here's what I'm going to get out of it. You know, I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to be able to retire my partner in trouble. While those are great, it's not a great way to lead through your businesses to be like, cool, what, what's the money I'm going to get out of it? Would you say that's, that's right? Totally. And something I would probably add to that as well is understanding that there are going to be different seasons you go through business. There are going to be some seasons where you are hustling a bit more. And so what is important? And I think particularly like, you know, understanding your example as well, right? Like, like you said, you were full-time shift working. So you had very limited time to actually be working on your business. So you were in a season of hustle because you're having to pour so much into all these different areas of your life. And so what is important in order to do that in an aligned way is actually checking in with yourself and asking yourself, like, what do you need today? How are you creating that balance between the hustle, um, you know, and also just nurturing yourself. So that was like a big thing that even I embody at this point in my journey is understanding like what season am I in now? um, And what do I need to do in order to make sure I maintain alignment through that season right now while I've been traveling I've been stepping back a lot more from business because I actually want to prioritize the experiences that I'm having whilst I'm abroad. But when I get back home, I know that I'm going to step back into a season of hustle. And so when I do step into that season of hustle, it's about asking myself, like, what is that balance that I still need to be creating between business and life so that I don't burn out and I can feel good and energized whilst actually like in that season of push. If you are listening to this podcast, Chances are you're an ambitious woman who craves expansion. Are you looking for a supportive community that inspires growth and empowers you? Then you're in the right space. Join my Holistic Mindset Podcast Facebook community specifically designed for women just like you. In this community, you can connect with like-minded women going through their own self-development and entrepreneurial journey. You also have access to my free masterclass resources and other self-development content that cannot be found anywhere else. This is your chance to surround yourself with motivation and inspiration while building genuine connections that can up-level your mindset and life. Follow the link in the show notes below to join this abundant Facebook community and start expanding your mindset today. Mm, yeah absolutely um when you were saying earlier about like being very much like that masculine state that masculine uh, running your energy running your business how did you recognize that it was too masculine and what did you try to do in that moment to help kind of balance it out yeah so I would say in that like first journey the first journey to hitting six figures um I didn't I wasn't aware, right, that I was in such a masculine state. And that's because my whole life I had been functioning in that place. And so I was like, this is this is just how you grow. This is just how you succeed. You see a lot of the leading entrepreneurs that are in the space, like 
in the business world is still very heavily male dominant. And that's because men have always been the industry leaders because it hasn't been, you know, women haven't always had the same opportunities in the past. And it's only more so now that we're really starting to see this feminine approach to succeeding. So my whole life, even my dad, right, was a really successful business, is a really successful businessman. Um, and so I had watched him hustle from that masculine place the whole, my whole journey of growing up. So again, I just thought, okay, that's how I succeed is by showing up the way that these men that I have been watching leading these spaces have always shown up. So I never even thought that I was doing something wrong because it was what, I, it was all that I had known. And when I realized that I was doing something wrong was when I reached that point of burnout. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't sustain a business functioning in this way because I, I can't even like get up in the morning feeling good anymore. Like I, I am, I am falling apart physically, mentally, emotionally, like something has to change. And that's when I realized that, okay, this masculine approach, this masculine hustle just isn't in alignment with me. And so how I started to shift that was connecting back to myself, asking myself, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? What shifts do I need to make? And really what that started to come back to was um, paying attention to the thoughts that were guiding me. So those limiting beliefs that were guiding me about how I need to work or how I will grow and succeed and starting to reframe them instead of saying I have to do more in order to succeed more. I started to say, actually, when I do less, I'm able to create more because I'm nurturing myself and I'm creating space for myself. And so really that was like the first thing was changing the way that I was thinking and then just constantly checking back in on that physical level um, and on that emotional level with how I was feeling to then allow that to guide the action steps that I would take. So that would guide the boundaries I'd put in place or the way that I would show up for business or the way that I would sell in business and so on. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. It's super valuable. I watch gears and I really want to pick your brain around business and just give a lot of the listeners that a lot of value because I know a lot of my listeners are in the really early stages and their first like one to two years. And let me ask you off the bat a very generalized question. We'll dive in from there. When it comes to someone very first starting out in their business, say that first like six months into business, what are the main things that you would really suggest them focusing on to really gain that momentum? Mm, I would say branding, your branding and your marketing is really important, right? And that's generally one of the very first things that I get any of my students to focus on because you need to make sure that you're building that brand and you're building that community before you're even selling to them, right? So when imagine you're brand new to business and you're just jumping into the online space, but you've had zero online presence um, or zero like, you know, community or brand presence, what is so important for you is to spend 60 to 90 days intentionally building your brand, intentionally doing um, brand awareness, marketing, and, and growing a community so that when you go to sell to them, you have an audience who already like, knows, and trusts you and is therefore ready to buy. That is why I feel like I was able to grow so quickly as well in my first year of business was because I had spent like almost the 12 months leading up to launching my business, nurturing a community through my podcast. So they the like, no trust factor was so established. I had a brand that was so established that then when I released an offering, 
people already knew me and loved me enough to actually want to work with me. So if you're in that first six months, really, really make building your brand awareness and building your community your top priority above selling because if you don't have that foundation in place, you're not going to see the conversion coming um, from the sales activity that you're doing anyway. Yeah, definitely. And when you say brand awareness, what is the more, how do you break down to build that brand awareness? Is that through yeah, content, showing up? Like what does that look like for people who may not be aware of what brand awareness means? Yeah. So when it comes to like building that brand, I want you to think about like, what is the mission that you were on? Who are you serving? What is that message that you want to transfer across to them? And what is that mission that you are ultimately here to deliver, Right. And then that comes down to taking that and communicating that through using brand tools. So we've got obviously so many different types of content forms we can be using, which is so amazing. So it's about showing up authentically and communicating that message to your audience um, through those different content forms you can use. So it could be like educating people through your content, like value delivery. It could be helping them raise awareness around where they currently are at, where let's say, for example, your mindset coach, like where is their mindset now? What's the opportunity of transformation that's waiting for them? Like really helping them raise their awareness of self and also their understanding of how you can help them with the problems or the goals that they're experiencing right now. Um, and that's really what I'd say is the most important aspect of brand building brand awareness is just building that awareness around your ideal client, where they're currently at right now um, and how you can help them getting to that that next point that they ultimately want to be at. Yeah. And how is that different from marketing? What's the difference between the two? Yeah. So obviously marketing is a way to, um, I guess, position yourself in front of your ideal client. So when we talk about marketing, there's two core types of marketing that I like to focus on, and that is direct marketing and indirect marketing. So you want to have an 80-20 split between these where it's 20% direct and 80% indirect. And so what that direct marketing is, is the sales focused stuff. So that's where you're directly pushing your offer to your audience and getting them to ultimately buy from you versus the indirect marketing, which is again, like coming back to you translating your branding across to them, you raising that awareness, you ultimately priming them ready for that direct marketing. So that 80% is so important, like we spoke about, because if you're just focusing on that 20%, then you're selling to an audience who isn't even aware, right? So your branding and your marketing really like fall under the same um, banner, but the branding is really the creation of like, what is your mission? What is your message? Like, what is it you stand for versus your marketing is how are you actually translating that across to your audience? Mm, yeah, thank you for breaking that down. When it comes to indirect marketing, what does that look like more specifically? I'm assuming it's more like storytelling, um, you know, like sharing your story and like looping it back around to be like, hey, do you want to know more? Like, is that sort of what it looks like? Yeah, for sure. Storytelling is one of the best ways to do indirect marketing. Um, but even education as well, like that's another way, like that's you positioning yourself as an authority figure. That's you showing that, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. Like, let me help provide you with some solutions without you having to actually work with me. Um, it's really giving people a understanding of who you are, what you do, how you can help them and 
giving them that awareness piece of hey like you 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 do need my help it's it's a way for them to be able to actually qualify themselves and see am i in alignment with what this person is offering mm, i love that awesome i'm curious to know now that you're three three years into business you spent the last five months just being free and flowy and traveling everywhere um how has your business looked during this time of just being really present traveling I know obviously you've got a team that's supporting you to um, really make this happen but yeah just tell us like this new lifestyle that you stepped into how is that looking like how does that feel when it comes within business yeah for sure I don't know if you can hear a phone ringing in the background because there's a phone ringing okay awesome I'm like in one second you might want to crop that out but um there we go because my friend's just grabbing the phone quickly so fine. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so the question was, um, how has my business looked while I've been traveling? Yeah. Okay, amazing. So it's really funny actually because I've had a very specific like, you know, vision in my head of how business was going to look and feel whilst I was away traveling versus how it's actually gone. And it's one of those experiences where you go, wow, like we really think that we know exactly what we want to need, but really we don't. And what we actually want to need is going to be delivered to us in um, unexpected ways. So when I had first obviously set out to go on these travels, like the intention for me to start traveling was one, to start actually experiencing the lifestyle freedom that I've been able to create for myself through my business. But on another level, like it was really um, a way for me to actually start healing myself from a lot of like heavy stuff that I had gone through in the previous year and just create a space for myself to, you know, do that self-discovery work, right? But when I set off, I was originally in this like hustle mentality of I'm going to go away and I'm going to like push and push and push in business and use this as a way to like 3x my income essentially. But then when I actually left and I actually started traveling and I was trying to, you know, be in that place of hustle, I felt a lot of resistance coming up and I resisted it for some time until I reached a point where I was like, hang on, why am I resist why am I creating this resistance for myself while I'm away let's explore that a little bit deeper let's unpack that a little bit deeper and I realized because I was still so focused on hustling in business whilst I was away I was missing out on those core experiences that I actually wanted to be having you know to actually create space for joy and create space for adventure and fun and connection um and you know just myself right and I was so focused on still building my business whilst away that I was taking away from the experiences that I really actually wanted to be having whilst traveling. So then I started to reevaluate that and I asked myself, well, what do I actually want right now? And what I discovered was I actually wanted to take a step back from business. I wanted to take a step back from business and just enjoy being in foreign countries, having new adventures and having new experiences without having that pressure to constantly be selling or constantly be building or doing anything other than being present. Because when I first started my business, my goal was to be able to travel the world and to experience life. And I realized that that is what I'm doing in this moment, but yet I'm still focusing on the next thing instead of focusing on fully embracing and celebrating this moment in time, which was once an end goal for me. So that's where I started to reframe everything. And I actually said to myself, I am not going to scale my business right now because I don't want to. And why would I scale my business if I don't want to? That's just not going to feel good. That's going to create resistance. And that's going to leave me feeling unfulfilled and probably looking back on these five months going, damn, I wish I had done that differently. Yeah. So I decided to 
step back and decided to create that space for myself. And it was a beautiful thing because it made me realize just how well I have actually set up my business to actually afford that for myself. You know, with the team that I've got in place who I took an entire month off where I wasn't actually doing any work other than serving my clients and staying in communication with my team. Everything else, I just took a step back because I wanted that space for me. I wanted to just have fun, have adventures, have life experiences and not have to work for a little while because all I've ever done my whole life is work, 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 whether it be in a degree, in a corporate job or in my business. And doing that made me realize that, wow, what an abundant business I have created that I'm able to take that time off and things aren't falling apart. They're continuing to move forward. And that also made me realize that when it comes to traveling more in the future, like I want to continue to do that. I want to continue to travel and switch off to experience life and to fully be present in those moments I'm in without having to feel this constant need to hustle or to push or to go, go, go. So that was probably um, the big, you know, realization that I came to is I had this expectation of how I thought my travel was going to go and how I thought I would gonna would want to build business during that time. And then after actually stepping into this, I realized, no, my soul really craves something else and I'm going to honor that and I'm going to embrace that rather than resist that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's almost like you had a realization of what your values are and you're like, you know what, actually, I really just value this experience and this and, and adventuring and really stepping into this right now, like land building. And I think um, you also just got really clear on like what success means to you. And that is just being able to completely step back in trouble. And that is like, you know what, I've, I've this is my end goal and appreciating yeah. that really like you need to push more potentially for a number in your business or for other people or anything. You're just like, you know what, this is what I wanted. This is my level of success right now, being able to travel and be free and have a team take care of everything and just enjoying that and not trying to push more yeah. for like no real reason other than just to do it. Exactly that. And like the reality is I'm heading home in less than 10 days now. It's like seven days until I'm back in Australia. And I know once I'm back home, I'm going to be stepping into a season of hustle. And so I didn't want to feel like this experience of travel just slipped by because I was still in that constant state of hustle. Like, no, I realized that what I needed at this point in time was to just nurture myself and have fun. Like I had been through some really heavy stuff across the past few years in my personal life. And this was my first opportunity to just have a bit of space for me. And what that really looked like was, yes, stepping back. And now when I head back home, I've got this new drive and this new energy that I'm going to bring to my business because I've honored like what I wanted to honor whilst I've been here. Yeah, I love that. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, I remember when you were first saying like, hey guys, I'm going to Canada. Bye. I don't know when I'm coming back. And I was like, that's so inspiring. I was like, that's so expansive for me. Still being at the beginning of my journey, be like, wow, like a couple of years into business and just already just being able to go and travel and be free and still making like six figure plus years. And yeah, so, so inspiring. Um, oh, I'm so glad. And that's a large reason why I try to share that whole journey is because I know that, you know, people like yourself, you're wanting to do that same thing. And um, for me, like embodying that element of business that I teach where, you know, my big value is creating lifestyle freedom and discovering what does life, lifestyle freedom mean for you, being able to embody that and, and show my clients that, hey, this is my version of what lifestyle freedom looks like. If I can have this, so can you. Um, it's a really, it's a really beautiful feeling, you know, to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Just that leading by example, leading by example. I love yeah. it. And one last question to finish up, 
What would be your one piece of advice to give the listeners who are in that first year of business? It's feeling really hard. They're having a lot of doubt. What's one piece of advice you could give to them to help them move through that? Mm, Probably the same thing that I really needed to hear when I was building towards my first six figures. And it's how can you start to create more joy in your life and in your business, right? Because when you get to that point of having six figures in your bank account or like coming through your business for the year, the joy isn't just going to naturally arrive. Like it really needs to be created in the journey and in the process. So if you're feeling like you're lacking joy right now, then how can you bring more of that into business and life? For some, that's going to look like putting stronger boundaries in place in business so that you have more space for yourself to do things that you enjoy doing. And like I said to Karen, going to the gym isn't doing something fun. Going to the gym is another way to push yourself mentally and physically. Like what does fun look like for you? And how can you be intentional about creating little pockets of space for that in your week? Maybe that just means having an early night with your partner and watching a movie and snuggling up on a couch guilt-free. Maybe that means giving yourself an extra day off each week where maybe you go and you do something fun with a friend. Or maybe it means creating space in your mornings to be able to go for a walk along the beach before you start your work day and pouring into other people. So how can you bring more joy into your life where you are at right now? Because just because you bring a number into your bank account doesn't mean that's going to bring joy attached to it. You really need to create that intentionally in the process. And remember, you're in business for life as well. So you really want to make sure that you do enjoy the journey that you're on because it's not going to magically end just because you reach the first milestone. This is a long-term game for a lot of us. And therefore, it's so important that creating joy within your day-to-day, within your life and within your business and your relationships is just so important um, in that first year of business to set a strong tone for how you're going to continue to grow. Yes, say it louder. Say it louder. (laughs) I think so many people need to hear that and especially me as well um, back in my early stages too. But And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, sharing so much value with everyone. I deeply, deeply appreciate it. Oh, it's been so much fun. I always love having conversations with you and I'm glad that I could share some insights with your audience as well. Yeah, thank you so much. And do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you and just repeat again the name of your podcast too? Yep. So I'm so easy to find on social media um, because it's the same name across all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and my podcast. It's all empower with M. So just look me up. I'm most active on Instagram if you're wanting to like connect with me on a, on a more active level. But if you're wanting to just more dive into my journey and learn more about my story and the past three years that I've been on in business, the Empower With M podcast is going to be the place you're going to want to binge. Amazing. And I'll drop all of those in the show notes for you all. And thank you so much. No worries. Thank you, Perrin. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. I hope today's episode has inspired you and provided valuable insights to help you expand your mindset. Thank you for tuning in each week and being a part of my journey. If you loved this episode, go share it on your Instagram story and tag me so I can see it. Your support and engagement towards this podcast means the world to me. Now, remember, the only limit you have is the one you place on yourself. So keep expanding. Enjoy the rest of your week and I'll be in your ears next Monday.